for 30 plus years. I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. This is episode number 117, and I'm your host, Dr. Meg Meeker. Today, my guest is friend and author, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. And I want to tell you a little bit about her before we get into the conversation. Dr. Canfield is a national speaker, author, professional counselor of 24 years, and founder of of the ABBA Project, a nine-month group forum for dads whose daughters are in their teens and 20s. She writes guest articles regularly for journals and magazines, as well as her own bi-monthly Dad-Daughter Friday blog. She's been interviewed on numerous radio and television programs. Dr. Michelle hosts a weekly radio program in her hometown of Portland, Oregon, called The Dad Whisperer. Dr. Michelle's latest book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters was released August 2020, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. She's also co-chairs the Father-Daughter Initiative at the National Center for Fathering with her husband, Dr. Ken Canfield, and together they're preparing to relaunch the Father-Daughter Summit and a Let's Talk curriculum for dads and daughters. As always, I will share my points to ponder so you can start using them right away. Remember, don't just download the episodes. Please click subscribe because when you do that, you are joining my parenting revolution and every new episode will automatically show up in your subscribed list. I promise you won't regret it. Also, not only are we on iTunes, but the PGK podcast is also available in the Google Play Store and on Stitcher. So no matter where you get your podcast, subscribe today so you won't miss a single episode. Friends, you are going to hear me talk a lot about the Gab phone, G-A-B-B phone. This product is one of the most revolutionary and important products for kids under the age of 14. The Gab phone is a smartphone that won't allow kids to connect to the internet or download bad apps. If you have a child under the age of 14 years old, please don't give them 24-7 access to the internet. They're not ready to handle it. You will if you give them a regular smartphone, but go to gabwireless.com slash meg and you'll get a discount. Also, Gab donates $10 of each phone sold to defend the innocent, women and kids who have been sexually abused and trafficked. Go to gabwireless.com and when you get there, put in my name, Meg Meeker, and you will get a discount. So parents, thanks for listening. This is episode number 117. Stay with me. I want you now to listen in on a conversation I had with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. I know you're really going to like it. 
Well, Michelle Watson Canfield, I've been looking so forward to having you on my show. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I'm excited to talk with you too. We're kindred spirits. We are totally kindred spirits. And, you know, like we were just talking about, we're the only two women we know that are in the dad space. And it's funny, I had somebody call into a radio program, a little miffed, I think, a woman, and said, what do you know? Why are you a father expert? And I said, Mm. oh, I'm not a father expert. I'm a kid expert, and I can tell dads what their kids say and want and need. And I didn't hear anything on the other line, <laughs> other end of the phone. Yeah. So, you know, and you're the same way. Our hearts are really um, for dads and Absolutely. encouraging dads. And you are newly married two months to um, Ken Canfield, yes. an amazing man. So congratulations on that. Thank you, who started the National Center for Fathering. So we it's, share a kindred it, yeah, spirit there. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't it, yeah, how it all kind of weaves together. Well, your latest book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. Um, I We're going to dig into the book a little bit, but you write about your, your own story uh, at the beginning of the book. So could you just tell us a little bit about your story? Sure. So I'm the oldest of four girls, and my dad grew up in the south side of Chicago. He was in gangs from the time he was 12. It was kind of survival of the fittest there. Three different last names among the seven kids in his family. In other words, he had absolutely no template of how to be a father. His his dad died of gangrene, homeless, worked for the railroad. I mean, a really sad story on many levels. And yet my dad would hear from men different things. They would say, you know, you need to start family devotions. He'd come home, we're starting family devotions. You're getting up 15 minutes earlier. Like if men would tell him what to do, he would do it. But he did mm-hmm. not have a clue how to be a dad, especially to four daughters. Right. And so kind of fast forwarding, my dad, you know, ended up becoming a pastor and really being mentored by some godly men. And and little by little, my dad began to learn how to be a dad to a daughter. And I, I really have asked myself this question, why did I write Let's Talk? You know, because I think some of these questions, Meg, are questions and conversations I wish my dad would have had with me growing up is that he did the best he could, but I, I roll deep. I dig deep. I love the deep conversations. And so there's all different kinds in the book, but a lot of them are in the deeper end of the pool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to the credit of our fathers, your father and my father, um, no one told them how to do anything but work hard at their jobs. You know, they didn't tell them how to express themselves to anyone or how to be empathetic towards their kids. They didn't. They were told right. to work hard and provide for their families. And, you know, there weren't counselors and psychologists who were ready to sort of teach them all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I think I give my dad so much grace because I always knew he loved me. He was a really good dad, um, but he didn't really know how to talk to me about many things. That was my mom's job. Exactly. But but he gave me the big stuff. And that's what I want to encourage dads right out the gate here. You know, you really just need to get the big stuff right. And and even if you feel right now, you know, we're going to talk during this program about dads, how to talk to your daughters. Don't be intimidated. Okay. Hang with us (laughs) because it's easier than you think. And that's what Michelle walks you through in this book, Let's Talk, because she really does give you conversation starters. So what prompted you to write the book, your own experience um, or what your dad told you he needed? Well, not only that, 
But beyond that, it was about a decade ago. You know, I've been a therapist now. I'm going on my 25th year where I have a counseling practice here in Portland, Oregon. But it was about 10 years ago, I was reading in Luke 1, how God told Zechariah that his son, who wasn't born yet, John, who became John the Baptist, he was going to help turn the hearts of fathers to their children. And I just heard this whisper from God, Michelle, that's what I want you to do. And I was like, what? In all my years of counseling, I was investing in daughters, but not the fathers. That's how I knew it was a God download. And then two days later, I was blow drying my hair, just heard the name, the Abba Project. Abba meaning daddy in Aramaic and men love a project, right? And I invited 11 dads whose daughters at the time were my counseling clients in their teens and their 20s. And that group ended up 10 of the 11 men said, yes, we're in, which really showed me the felt need of men to say, I don't know where to go for help. I don't know how to ask for directions on this. I mean, really, I would say, right, where do men go to learn how to dial into the heart space of their daughters? Mm -hmm. And so these men now have been coming for 10 years, if you can believe that. And it's the greatest, one of the greatest joys of my life Mm -hmm. is to see these men build their confidence and subsequently their competence. As I put scripts in front of them, I'm helping them decode their daughters. And what I've observed from my 10 years of traveling, what I say from my planet of Venus to their planet of Mars, Mm -hmm. is that often men would rather do nothing than do it wrong. Right. Would you agree? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Particularly when it comes to their kids. Um, Yeah, they don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to make mistakes. And also, they're told over and over and over, um, not overtly, but through the media magazines and uh, even Father's Day cards, birthday cards, that they don't have what it takes. They can't. You know, this is mom's deal. And even we as mothers, and my husband and I have been married 39 years and raised four kids, and we now have grandkids. And there were times, and I knew better, where I would communicate to him, you need to engage, you need to engage. And then what would happen the minute he would engage our kids, particularly our daughters? I would hear him talking to the girls, and then i go, no, 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 you don't say it that way. And I'd swoop in, and I'd correct him. And what would he do? He'd walk away because he believed I really knew better than he. And we do that as mothers subconsciously, mm-hmm. and we sabotage the dad-daughter relationship, particularly if there's divorce in the family, because there's a lot of animosity and so forth. Early in the book, you write a chapter called, You Have What It Takes. Yes. So why did you write that? Well, because like you just said, a lot of men are smart enough to say, I am making it worse. I'm going to back up. I'm going to back off and let mom go in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men don't believe they inherently have what it takes to engage their daughter's hearts. And I know that you and I are championing men to say, yes, you do. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because you are created in the image of God, even if you don't know where you're at with God. The mm-hmm. truth is you were created by a father who will give you what it takes mm-hmm. for you to reach your daughter's heart because she desperately needs your affirmation, your affection, your attention, your love. And so that's what I'm all about is helping men build, I would say, a skill set in being able to engage their daughter's hearts in conversation. Because let me tell you another observation, Meg, that I've had is that when a daughter opens her mouth, her heart opens. Mm. Like I ask men, can you tell when your wife or your ex-wife or your daughter is closed up? Oh, yeah, she stops talking. Like wall up, right? Closed, 
down. No talking. But when we open our mouth, I'm telling you, our hearts are wide open. And when our hearts are open, dad's heart is open. Mm-hmm. Men love when their women are okay. Right. And so really, I found it comes down to talking. So if that's where a lot of men don't believe they have what it takes to get the conversation going or keep it going, mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm going to give you scripts that start the conversations. In this book, I have 60 conversation starters mm-hmm. or activities or games where a dad can then start the conversation. And you want to hear the best thing of all? Mm-hmm. If your daughter says, that is a stupid question, that is a lame question, I want you to roll me under the bus so you're still the hero you want to be and your daughter needs you to be, and you keep going to the next question. You can't do it wrong. Exactly. It's her fault. Yeah, <laughs> and I, exactly. and I say that to parents too. Uh, you know, you heard this, just always tell your kids, you heard this crazy doctor say this. <laughs> and so, yeah, put, you know, blame it all on me. Exactly. You know, you're absolutely right. And I think that men need to know they really have all the wiring they need. They just need somebody to come along and sort of put a spark to all of that wiring. Because one of the things I found as I talk to men out there is they say, you know, I, I, I think I'm a good dad, but... And I say, wait, 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 you think you're a good dad. Rarely do dads come and say, I'm a really good dad and I just need to be better. You don't hear that because Mm -hmm. dads truly believe when it comes to their daughters, they're just not going to get it right. They also feel they need a PhD in psychology, which Mm -hmm. they don't. Because again, the things that their daughters want from them are very, very simple. And they're not that hard to give. You know, really, these conversations, I believe just using a handful of these conversation starters, Michelle, are going to draw dads and daughters a whole lot closer. Um, You talk about why dads need to listen to their daughters. Talk about how can dads listen to their daughters more attentively? What are some tricks they can do to make sure they're really hearing what she's trying to say? You know, I love that you honed in on that question, Meg, because Ken was saying to me, my new husband, like, Michelle, you could have called the book, Let's Talk and Listen, Mm. because listening is how you affirm your daughter. You're right. It's not just talking with her or at her. It's listening to what she says, because that's how you value her. So when you're asking the how to, that is one of the things that I teach the dads in the ABBA project is how to be a great listener Mm -hmm. is that you actually set down the remote, you turn your phone off, you give her your full attention. And if you can only maintain attention for five minutes, that's okay. But then say, Okay, I need a timeout or I need a breather, but look at her in her eyes, nod your head up and down when she mm-hmm. talks, say, mm-hmm. did you guys just hear? Meg, just Dr. Meg said, mm-hmm. <laughs> see yeah. how intuitively yeah. as women, yeah. we tend to go, mm-hmm, I'm with you. Dad, learn from us. We're coaching you. Yeah. Just give those audible sounds, mm-hmm, nod your head up and down, give her eye contact, lean forward. Those are active ways that you can listen that's not hard. I mean, it's really not that hard. And I will tell you, every woman, no matter how young or old, wants someone to listen to her. Even if you don't like what she's saying, even if you totally disagree, even if you sort of fall asleep halfway through, it's okay. (laughs) Just pretend you're listening because that will melt your daughter's heart. Your daughter is craving for someone to like her enough and think she's valuable enough for 
for that person to listen to what she has to say. I will tell you one thing too, is a lot of dads will say, um, my, but my daughter doesn't talk. She doesn't want to talk. That's not true. Your daughter doesn't want to talk because she doesn't believe anybody really wants to hear her. Mm-hmm. Or if they hear her, they're going to correct her immediately. Yeah. And some dads, if they have an over-talkative daughter, will say, you left me a couple exits back on the freeway. I am so lost in, in a sea of words that I have no idea what to even say to keep the conversation going. In fact, I would love to shut it down. Mm-hmm. So even just for dads listening, because I'm all about practical action steps to engage your daughter's heart, is listen for the key word of the sentence or the last word of the sentence, Mm -hmm. and use that to ask a follow-up. So if she's telling you about a guy at school, you know, named Aaron, and you're like, I have no idea where she went off on a tangent, but that's a key word, go, well, what do you like about Aaron? Think of who, what, when, where, why, how that you learned in school. Use a starter with that, and then combine it with the keyword. Or if you got lost in the whole sentence, and she ends by going, and he's so cute, I can't even stand it, go, what about him is so cute? See, yeah. you just, yeah. and then she'll, she'll think you listened to the whole yeah. thing, even if she lost you along the way. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, we know that men use far fewer words than women and even girls. But dads need to recognize or understand women and girls bond with other people through talk. You know, men don't necessarily, they like to do activities together. But the more you can get your daughter to talk to you, the closer she will feel to you. Um, The caveat is if, however, is if every time she talks, you correct her or change Mm -hmm. her or disagree. Sometimes you just need to listen and be quiet. And another... Yeah, and another practical thing, again, because I love how you and I share this, this same desire to build men up, to affirm them, and applaud them for what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. But dad, another technique that you can put in your fathering toolbox, another tool, is repeat back what she said. So if you may think, I don't even know what to say, mm-hmm. I don't know what to ask, you can repeat. So if she says, And that guy, you know, Aaron is so cute and he looked at me in school today or, you know, at work and I blushed. You could say, wow, Aaron just like totally looked at you and you you blush. You go, yes, you heard me. And all you did was repeat back what she said. That's how you can get it right. Like we're both saying, Dr. Meg and I, it is not that hard. We want to give you some tools that we know as women Mm -hmm. help open our hearts. You know, and you're you're absolutely right. A dad may go, oh, well, come on. I mean, listening. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. That wouldn't change me. But that's an adult man's perspective. Your daughter sees things as a young girl who desperately needs your affection and your affirmation. So when you respond to her in a way that lets her know you're really paying attention and listening, that makes her feel so good. Now, it may not do anything for you, and that's okay, because you're an adult, but to a daughter who looks up to her dad as mm-hmm. the strongest, wisest, you know, man on earth, even if you feel you're not, that's what she wants you to be. When you listen to her, you are increasing her self-esteem. You're increasing her love for you. You're making her feel closer to you. She trusts mm-hmm. you more. So all of these things are going on in her heart that you have no idea about, and it all comes through even a simple act of listening. Parents, I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. 
We need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of this conversation. You talk also about how to get your daughter engaged in this whole process. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, Michelle? Right, because that is really hard where a lot of dads find even, let's say they have more than one daughter. What works with one doesn't work with the other, right? And I always say, your daughter didn't come with a playbook, but I'm going to help you write one. And that's why even in this book, I say, get a pen and either have an adjunct book or write in the book the answers to what your daughter is telling you. Because every daughter needs to be engaged differently. So I can tell you stories of dads who had to work really hard to find a little open door in their daughter's busy schedule to connect with her. And maybe it would be going in and saying, you know, can I go get you a Jamba Juice? Can I go get you a Starbucks? And I'm not promoting any of these. I'm just giving examples. But right, they would say, what could I do to meet a need for you? And then, hey, could we just have 15 minutes out on the porch or sitting on your, you know, your floor in your room? I just want to hear how your day's going. And then dad, you could take one or two questions from the book on a topic Mm -hmm. and be prepared some daughters are like, I don't like thinking you're coming in with an agenda. Whereas right, other exactly. daughters yeah. eat that up and say, oh, I love that, you know, like one Saturday morning a month or, or every other Saturday, we have our place that we go out for breakfast. It's just our time. And girls, we tend to look forward to things. It's like prom. 90% of the fun is the prep. And knowing, wow, this is my regular rhythm with my dad. This is where we go. Dad, I would say, find a place that she loves to eat. And that can be your place that you go. I've had other dads that said, my daughter would barely talk to me. I would have to memorize one question and we would sit in the car at Burger King and have the one question conversation because you're going to have to increase your skill set in engaging your daughters differently. Whereas others may say, I really don't want to talk. I just want to do something with you. Then you ask, what do you want to do? And I have dads that have learned how to go to the mall and shop. Mm -hmm. And I say, buy her one of the items, you know, when you go, because every time she wears it, she will remember that you bought it for her. And something my dad has been doing with me for about 30 years is he went to a conference that was about how to be a good parent and a good dad. And he thought, what would my girls like? And he thought, well, girls like perfume. So we have this tradition we do every Christmas on the 24th of December where we go to Nordstrom. My dad sits in the perfume department and it engages my heart. I'm not kidding you. Oh, I how yeah. speaks my language because perfume is not cheap anymore. No. And my dad smells them up and down my arm and we together decide which perfume he's going to get. And it is expensive now. And I'm telling you, as you can imagine, a lot of the clerks come around. This is so cool. I wish my dad would do this. So we call it perfume day. And I'm saying any dad listening, you know, start it this Christmas. A day, take your daughter to lunch or your daughter's plural and buy them whatever perfume they want. And it will cost you. But you want me to tell you the truth? I put that perfume on today. Mm. from last Christmas for my interview with you, Dr. Meg. Like then I remember my dad's love for me by the scent. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. So there's some practical ways a dad can engage his daughter. You know, I was talking with someone even earlier today about my dad was not a shopper. My dad was very quiet. But every once in a while, we would end up in a store. And if my mother weren't there, he would do the most amazing thing. He'd say, pick out whatever you want. Now, he didn't mean, mean, you know, pick out 10 outfits. 
And mm. I, 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 my mouth would drop open. And I remember about 25 years ago, I bought this one shirt. And my dad passed away nine years ago. That shirt will never leave my closet. Oh. Because it's not the yeah. shirt. It's the fact that I will, I can see my dad at the front of the store going, you know, in his overalls and he was a rancher. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, go pick something out. The same is true with smells. If you uh, have good memories associated with a smell, mm-hmm. you will wear, you will put that perfume on until you die and think about your dad. Yes. And, and, and that will give you so much warmth. So I hope the dads can understand here what we're saying is these very, very simple acts are acts that will stick to your daughter and it will change who your daughter becomes. The other thing I think that is important, and I'd like to hear you talk about this too, is words. There were a couple sentences my dad said as I was growing up that literally changed my life. And the interesting thing was my dad doesn't remember saying them. Mm. So the power of words, even uh, the power of words that you didn't plan out have a huge impact on uh, daughters. Can you talk a little bit about that and the power of conversation and just words that uh, in a daughter's life? You know, and I would even start by asking every dad listening, even every mom, is can you remember words that your father mm. spoke to you? We all do, positive or negative. They stick. And so the power of words, just like like we talked about perfume or a gift, live on long after they're spoken. And I think that's the key thing for dads to know is that they're not going to always get it right. But when you've spoken words that you have a little sense inside of you, you've got that little voice that said, well, that was the wrong thing to say. Go make amends. Go make it right. Because when you humble yourself and say to your daughter or your son, man, I blew it. Will you please forgive me? It gets taken care of right then and there. Because the truth is, if those words fester, and I'm telling you as women, Negative words replay 10 times more than positive words. We're good on holding grudges. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that, faster. And, and, but doesn't even, the, the words replay and replay and replay on repeat. I think different than men. I find a lot of men go, let it go. You got to know on our planet of Venus, those replay, I call them being like on a hamster wheel. We can't get off of it or out of the cage. And so dads, you may think, oh, it was yesterday. I don't need to deal with it today. It's a new day. Not for her. She's replaying those words. When you go make amends and show humility, this is going to pay dividends, especially in adolescence, because you're modeling to her what that looks like to be humble, to make amends. You look like a giant in her eyes, you know, seeing Mm -hmm. a genuineness about and humility in a father, in a daughter's eyes. It doesn't make you look small and weak. It makes you look enormous. Let's talk about the single dad out there who might be listening who says, okay, I've got a 13 or 14 year old daughter and I don't know how to talk to her about changes in her life. And I certainly don't know how to talk to her about sexual activity. Talk to that man and coach him along if you would. I actually had this conversation with a dad last week about his 14 year old daughter where he said, I don't know. She's just kind of not that into talking with me right now. And I'm normalizing that and saying exactly as daughters in adolescence, pre-adolescence, they may for a season, right? Connect more Mm -hmm. to mom. But you've got to know, dad, 
that regardless of what you're experiencing with your daughter, where she has moods, right, her moods, her behavior, her thinking is all being affected by hormones at that age, that the research shows that the more your daughter feels connected to you, there's the key, the feeling of connection to you, which means time spent talking, every area, every area of her life is better. So with your daughter right now, who's in one of those moods, you know, she's starting her time, you know, she's starting her menstrual period, her cycle, and she's starting her period, and she's more emotional. And you say, well, I don't want to deal with that. I mean, I literally had one dad say, when I take out the trash, I look to see if there's stuff in there, because it helps me understand what's going on. Not that he's digging through it, I don't mean that, but he's tuning into seeing what's going on with his daughter to say, she may need me to back off on words a little bit, give her some space. She may need more something from me. It might be a gift card somewhere. It might be a tangible thing because you'll watch what kind of response you get, dad. If you go get her, you know, a special drink and just leave it at her door when you know she's stressed or my dad, a lot of times with me will go run errands. What could I take off your plate? Do you know how helpful that is to me as an adult woman? Mm -hmm. So if you have a daughter that just doesn't seem to really be all that into engaging with you. If you really observe what it is that you do that causes a positive response, it might be, you know, love languages that you do something as an act of service. It might be that you give her touch. It might be that you build her up with words. It might be a gift. You know, it might be quality time. Don't give up trying to find the way that you can connect and engage her heart because that connecting with her is the key to her feeling the connection to you. And like I said, every area of her life will be better. I mean, Meg, you've looked at the research. It shows that like these daughters will do better in school, more likely to finish high school and attend college, less body dissatisfaction and healthier weight. There are less suicide attempts, less reports of depression, more pro-social empathy. My goodness, do we need more of that now? Delay having sexual activity. I mean, who would have ever thought that one of the best contraceptives we could have would be dad connecting with his daughter's heart so that she doesn't go, what? Looking for love in all the places. And I'm saying, dad, if you've got a daughter that's hard, I'm going to give you one more practical piece of advice. You want to hear it? Mm -hmm. Dr. Michelle, Dr. Meg, we're telling you dads this. Go ask another woman in your daughter's life what she needs. It's not too hard. Ask her mom. If you're divorced, you might not want to ask, you know, your ex. Ask one of one of your sisters, your mother. It could be a mentor or teacher of hers. Ask some other woman who knows that girl, your daughter. She'll give you ideas, I promise. We're full of them. <laughs> we are full of ideas. I have talked with a, a number of fathers who, for some reason or another, you know, mom is out of the picture, mom has some issues, and he has to have some hard conversations with his daughter. And again, she doesn't seem interested at all. And I always encourage dad, you know, if you've got a snarky, young, adolescent girl, it, it, it's not about you. It, it's about her. So, mm-hmm. so never take your daughters personally. But if a daughter has no one else to talk to her about sex and drugs and body mm-hmm. changes, should he look for a woman to do it or should he do it himself? I would say both. 
Do both, but dad, definitely do not punt to someone else and take yourself out of the conversation, which is why, you know, in this book that I wrote, Let's Talk, it's conversation starters for dads and daughters because it's practical. How do you keep the conversation going or how do you even start it in the first place? So I have five sections. It's lead her to laugh. It's all about equipping men to lead. That's my heart desire to get in the background and say, here, say it like this. I think you'll open up a different conversation. Mm -hmm. So I've lead her to laugh, lead her to love herself and others, lead her to look, which is look deeper at things that she might not normally look at, lead her to lament. It's about looking at things that she's grieving that she may not have really looked at, and then lead her to listen where I flip the script Mm -hmm. and daughters have questions to ask their dads. But I want to go to the look section because what you were just talking about is those conversations about sex, same-sex attraction, about sexual harassment, different things involving the sexual area or body image. A lot of dads say, I'm not kidding you. I don't know what to say. I'm literally drawing a blank. Well, guess what, dad? I have all of the conversations there divided into themes Mm -hmm. so that you can hit it out of the ballpark and lead that conversation because your daughter, if she doesn't hear your words and she doesn't get input from you, Every other voice will outrank yours. She needs to hear not just what you think, but what you think of her. Yeah. And that's a way that you can get that conversation started. You know, I love that. And it really is not so much about the information that a father gives a daughter. I think that it's more about his take on things for her his expectations for her in the future. And if a daughter believes that her dad expects her to have a healthy life, to make good decisions, um, you know, in the sexual arena, and that she has a place to go and maybe talk to him, that is what she's really looking for. She's going to get the nitty gritty, you know, from her friends or whatever, but what she really wants to know is, dad, how do you feel about me doing this when I'm 15, 18, or 21. And actually, some studies show that even if a dad hasn't talked to a daughter and she understands his expectations for her, that's protective against early sexual activity. In other words, if a girl knows that her dad believes in her ability to take care of her body, to keep Mm -hmm. certain guys at bay, um, to respect her sexuality and her sexual activity, that is the most important thing in in helping her hold off. And so what I really wanted you to do that, talk about that, because you do, in the book, you even have conversation starters for really tough topics like that. We only have a couple minutes left, but could Mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe give us five of uh, uh, conversation starters that you think are really valuable Mm -hmm. for men, or at least sort of summarize them for dads? Sure. I love that you're asking that practical, action-oriented step, because that's what I find men will often say to me. The dads in my group say, what do I do to fix it, Dr. Michelle? You got to tell me. And I go, okay, here's the words. Try that and come back. So I would say, one, let's, I'll start with a fun one and lead her to laugh. Dad, why don't you ask her, what item of my clothing would you love to see me get rid of? Like, just start in the light end of the of the pool, the shallow end, and let her make fun of you. Don't take it personal, but start with something like that that's fun. Another lead her to laugh question is ask her to make a list of 10 outrageous things she wishes she had the nerve to do. 
<laughs> you want her to think big. I mean, it might be climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, it might, you think that is not practical, you know, or, you know, sail the Nile River. You're like, that's crazy. That'll never happen. Don't shoot her down because guess what? About a decade ago, I did that. And I wrote that I wanted to write a book. I had no idea on what. It was not in my wheelhouse, but I just wanted to dream big mm-hmm. and look at now it's happened. And for those dads that may want to, you know, include maybe a spiritual aspect, that could be your prayer list for her. Mm-hmm. Like help her dream beyond what she might see right in front of her. And then maybe another question a dad could ask his daughter is this has to do with words. What words have I spoken to you that have stuck with you? that have made you feel better about yourself. Mm. Here's the flip side. What words have I spoken to you that have stuck with you that have made you feel worse about yourself? So if you clean that out now, dad, when your daughter ages, matures as an adult, she won't be carrying those wounds into adulthood because you will have made them right. And that's the beauty of forgiveness, right? And owning up to something, it makes it right. It cleans it out. And too many, there's too many women living with unhealed wounds from their dad. So this is about Dr. Meg and I giving you practical ways to clean that out. Is that enough or you want any more? <laughs> no, because nobody would read the book if, if, uh, if you gave us more. I think you can tell, friends, that um, Michelle Watson Canfield is just a huge um, vat of knowledge when it comes to dads and daughters. And we've been chatting with her about her fabulous book, uh, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. And I encourage every mom to give it to the father of your daughter, whether you're married to him or not married to him. And if you're a friend of a single father with a daughter, give him the book. Because men feel particularly vulnerable and inadequate maybe in talking to their daughters if there isn't a woman around in their life. So, Michelle, thank you so much for writing the book. I hope you sell three million copies globally. (laughs) Thank you for for writing the foreword to my book. That was an honor too. Well, that was really fun. Again, because you and I, you know, we're in the same lane going a million miles an hour because we really, really get the impact that a dad has on a daughter. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Michelle. Oh, love you. And thanks for inviting me to be on your program. It's been a joy to be here. Now under my points to ponder, one, recognize that your kids need their dads. You know, many times mothers have animosity toward their spouses and they subconsciously push their kids away from their dads. This isn't fair to do to kids because regardless how mothers feel, kids need a relationship with their dads. After all, they'll be connected to their dads for the rest of their lives. And remember this, kids who have a decent, not perfect relationship with their dads have less depression, anxiety, are less likely to engage in high-risk behaviors like sex, drugs, and alcohol, more likely to get better grades, finish high school, and go on to college. These are just a few benefits of having dads in their lives. Two, never criticize your child's father in front of the kids. I know this is hard, particularly for divorced mothers, but it is critical. Here's why. Regardless how you feel about your ex-husband, kids have the right to have their own relationship with their dad. They don't feel the way you do, so let them have their own feelings. If you put their father down, you make them angry at their dad. 
But there will come a day when they're older, when they see their father in a different light. If they see him as kinder, less angry, whatever they learned from you, they will feel betrayed and pull away from you. Three, find specific ways to be kind to your husband. Men need respect in order to feel good about life and have close relationships. You need to teach your kids this particularly your sons, because they'll need it later in life too. When kids learn to respect their dads in a healthy way, they have a better relationship. So look for small ways you can show their dad respect. Say hello when he walks in the room. Look at him when he talks. Turn your phone off when he's talking. Use a more upbeat tone of voice. When you tweak a few small things regarding how you relate to him, you'll see an enormous shift in your relationship with him and in your kids' relationships with him. Parents, I love answering your questions. Please send me any question to askmeg at megmeekermd.com. Then listen for future podcasts because I'm going to answer a whole bunch of your questions in special podcasts. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, for joining me on the show today. To find out more about Dr. Canfield, go to drmichellewatson.com, drmichellewatson.com. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And if you are a father or a mother and you have a daughter in your home, you have to read her new book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. Now let's recap my points to ponder. One, recognize that your kids need their dads. Two, never criticize your child's father in front of the kids. And three, find specific ways to be kind to your husband. So until next time, parents, always remember that great kids are raised, not born. Hey, this is Bobby, producer of Meg Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. Thanks for listening. And because of your dedication to raising great kids, Dr. Meg's Parenting Revolution has grown to over 3 million downloads. Head on over to Facebook and Twitter and follow at Meg Meeker MD and check out what's new at MegMeeker.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter to stay updated and get information about giveaways. Don't forget to share the podcast with other parents. Subscribe so you won't miss anything and leave us a review so we know how we're doing.